Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Bot Talking episode 13. We have beef from Botmar, Soul Foods, and Proton. We're gonna jump straight into the episode, but quickly before we do that, two things I want to mention. Firstly, this episode is sponsored once again by Cop Supply. If you guys want to go check them out, the link will be down below and it will be linked on the Bot Talk Twitter. A very, very good website for beginners to learn about all the proxies, bots, and groups in the game. If you guys want to go check them out, the link will be down below. The website is really easy to use, and you guys can go ahead and browse and just learn a lot more about the community and what services are there for you guys to use and also the second thing this episode is live premiered on youtube so there will be some element of an event taking place within the episode we've gone ahead and disclosed that on our twitter already if you guys don't follow our twitter link will be down below without further ado guys sit back relax and enjoy the episode Jumping straight into today's episode, guys, we have beef on Botmart, Proton AIO, and Soul Foods. By far, this is the first guest that is affiliated with the most companies. Very, very excited for this episode. But jumping straight into the first question that we ask all guests on the show: How did you discover reselling? Well, uh, I'm a little bit older than the general crowd. Uh, I actually started in a different market reselling i um in college we got into uh i was in a fraternity in college and a bunch of us wore like these vintage hats and stuff like that so i started this company selling um a bunch of like vintage clothing and stuff like that and we had an instagram page we'd sell off the instagram page sell on ebay and all that stuff and uh as that was closing up i was moving away from my buddy who i ran it with uh my other buddy told me about sneakers and i was like whoa i looked at these markups i was like i can't believe this dude so as i was moving to my new house down um i live in south carolina and um i was like i need to make some money on the side come going to law school and uh i just got into sneakers one day and i kind of just never stopped and that's it's been a couple years now it's crazy so that is pretty nice to hear that is an opportunity that just came on your first step and it managed to help you in your personal life and obviously that is a very positive thing so i'm very glad that worked out for you but moving on to the next question why did you decide to continue down the path of reselling uh yeah like i said uh going off that that first answer i um as i was going into law school uh i mean law school is not cheap and uh i was paying a lot of rent where we moved we moved to a pretty high-end area uh to go to school so i decided i really needed to kind of make some money on the side um i've been living off my parents for god knows how long uh 22 years and i kind of wanted to make my own path and uh Mm -hmm. you know a couple shoes started paying off my rent it was crazy i couldn't even believe what was happening you know back in i mean when i started it was a lot easier obviously to hit a bunch of pairs and um so i just kind of kept going and uh pretty much started going into these businesses and kind of ended up where i am now i mean like i said totally blessed to get where i am i mean it's amazing what happened well that is an amazing thing to hear it's very nice that reselling did allow you to create those opportunities for you and to essentially pursue your career path which from what i heard is going very well something about becoming an attorney in a couple of months so that is very very nice to hear and it kind of segues really nicely into the next question when you did start reselling reselling at the beginning for everyone is kind of in a unique way no one really goes straight to bots some people do what was your path like from becoming a manual user to moving to a bot user (laughs) i'll tell you what uh so i guess it was around um it had to be about two and a half years ago i would say um Mm -hmm. There was a shoe on Foot Locker. Um, it was the foam. It was a foam like the Galaxy, the Big Bangs. That's what it was. So I'm sitting at my buddy's house. I literally just learned about sneakers. I'm sitting there, and these these Big Bangs are about to release. And uh, 
It was at night for some reason. I don't remember why. And I'm sitting there like tapping add to cart on Foot Locker over and over again, over and over again. I'm like, what the hell is going on, man? I can't add this to shoot a cart. I finally get it to the cart. Naturally, I can't get my payment to process. And um, the next day I literally woke up and I was like, you know what? I'm never doing that again. And I literally went, I did a bunch of research, went on Reddit uh, back when that was actually reliable, read on Twitter and uh, cyber cyber AIO was the kind of what I stumbled upon. Everyone said that cyber was a great bot. It was up and coming. Uh, it was going on a uh, bot broker at the time for three, 400 bucks. And I ended up buying cyber at uh $470 resale, a lifetime key that I still have. Well, that is a very prime example of being in a long game and how the market develops. And that story is pretty interesting, like just to see how obviously cyber developed, how yarn lines developed, and also how some things have somewhat became redundant over time. Like from talking to people that have been in the game for quite a long time, they have mentioned how Reddit was one of those research topics for a sneaker bot reselling and reselling in general. But if you go on these days, it's not like Reddit is a main source of news or reliability these days. So it's nice to see that whole market kind of grow. Some things become redundant and more things become reliable. So people coming into this market, it's just way more easier for them to understand what's going on and go ahead and get these bots and maximize their success. Now, that is a very interesting story. You went ahead and got your bot. You did what usual people do. You go, you fit into the community. You essentially go for these drops and make your money. Now, what inspires you to go ahead and create a marketplace to buy, sell, and trade bots and services? So, um, obviously, so I, we, I bought a uh, cyber, started reselling a little bit, you know, started hitting some pairs here and there. Um, and around, I guess around March, I would say, I started to notice that bots were kind of starting to sell a little bit. So I was kind of, you know, around these different like discords. I mean, there was a bunch of them. I can't even name any of them anymore. Um, Cart Kings was one of them off the top of my head. Um, and they had a, they had a, like a bots want to sell, bots want to buy channel. And um, I would go in there and, you know, I'd buy like a, a dash E key for a hundred bucks or whatever it was at the time, 200 bucks, you know, and maybe flip it for 250 or 275. It was these quick little flips in the middle of the week when there was no shoe drops that kind of started happening. And uh, I ended up meeting this guy, Ruben, my, my partner, Rube, uh, now we've been partners for about two and a half years now. Me and him, we started like, okay, let's go in on this bot together. You know, we'll both look and then we'll split the profits and we'll keep selling them. And like two weeks later, we bought a TaskBot key back in the day when TaskBot was relevant. Mm -hmm. And um, we ended up getting scammed on it. And uh, the guy reset the key via uh, email reset. And uh, we were like, damn. Uh, there was no protection at that time. You know, there was no way to be safe. You know, you could go on bot broker and hope the guy was legit, hope the deal would actually go through and stuff like that. But um, there was no protection. We got scammed and we were just like, there has to be something done. It was just happening too much. I heard a bunch of stories of people getting scammed and uh, we decided to do something about it. Well, that was a very noble thing of you to do. I do personally think that noble experiences and personal experiences do motivate. Business moves is very common these days when people create business plans. And in general, in the general public, when they do create these plans, it tends to come from personal experiences. And I do agree, back in the day, I wasn't obviously as 
present back in the day compared to you but when i first joined the community these groups had no protection you can get scammed really easily there was loads of stories so i definitely do think botmar stepping in and creating this whole marketplace has definitely made it a lot lot easier for users or new users to the market to go ahead and buy bots and then go ahead and face the challenge of reselling it so moving on to the next question creating a big organization like botmar obviously comes with its hardships what were some of the hardships you faced I think from day one, you know, we started at uh, two members in that Discord. Uh, we added uh, ability of uh, restock flippers and all that stuff, all his um, his uh, companies. And uh, a couple of these other guys, Sir Stuff, and um, uh, there's a couple of people I can't name right now. Uh, and it was, you know, it was a 100-person group. It was a 200-person group. Maybe it was 500 people by the end of May. And... Um, no one trusted us. That was really the biggest thing. You know, we're trying to do these different verifications. We're trying to authenticate people, trying to make sure people are safe. And you're handing your key over to some guy that you have no idea who he is. And um, I think that was the biggest thing. We got a lot of criticism for people saying, you know, they're not taking your key today. They're not taking your information today. But in a month when they have a thousand people's information, they're going to take it all and they're going to steal that. And um, it was really hard building. And uh, I think we faced that up until like 10,000 members. I think we really had a, uh, you know, our reputation just didn't develop as fast as I thought it would. Um, we middlemaned, I mean, me and my partner middlemaned hundreds of keys for free. We never took a dollar. And uh, eventually, thank God, the reputation grew. And I'm happy that uh, we could at least have a positive impact on the community in some way. Well, I do agree with your last point. You definitely did have an impact on the community. And it's very surprising to hear, but one point that i did want to extract from the whole thing you just said your reputation not growing at the rate you thought now maybe personally for my analysis you can go ahead and disagree with me if you want but one thing that i do notice about bots back in the day go ahead and growing when you look at their old tweets and their engagement it was a lot harder for them to grow bots and services for that matter it was a lot harder for them to grow just because of the fact that there weren't many people around compared to now and i do feel like engagement was overall stupidly lower compared to now <laughs> the community was tiny back then you know it's amazing you look at like i said and I, I always tell people this it, it blows my mind to this day but you look at when botmore hit like i would say eight thousand people we grew twice as big we went from eight thousand to sixteen thousand in literally like one third of the time well that is very good to hear but segueing onto the next question Obviously, creating a huge organization like the Botmart with your partner definitely had some personal advantages in your personal life and also within the community. What were those advantages? Um, I think first and foremost was amazing connections. Uh, this is a game, you know, life is a game of connection. From, you know, going to college, you, I, you know, going to college, meeting people, is it, it's everything, is connections. And um, having this huge discord where, you know, I don't know, 20, 30% of the community, I would assume, is in Botmart. We have 42,000 members. So just being able to reach out, you always have, you know, mutual service and Discord is huge because you can't DM people without them. And uh, man, I don't know. I can't even tell me how many times I've ran into, you know, someone and it said, like, you don't have a mutual server. It never happens to me. So just being able to reach out to anyone I need at any time and having a face that's recognizable um, is amazing. That's really the biggest thing. Um, and on top of that, just, you know, um, the satisfaction from just being able to help people. Uh, I've always taken it as we've never really made any money on Bob Mart. Um, it's kind of just been our uh, 
it's been our pro bono work is what I would call it uh, in, mm -hmm. in lawyer terms. It's kind of what we do for the community, uh, for everything the community's given to us. So basically those two things is probably the biggest thing for me. Well, one point I definitely want to bring up in this interview, this episode, is that if you were to skip back to the beginning of Botmar, in my opinion, I could easily see someone of your position, obviously not with the same morals, they could easily toss $25 a month, $20 a month for this secure marketplace. And I do feel like users would pay for that. But instead, you managed, well, you decided to go with this noble route of essentially saying, this is a service to the community. You have to pay like $1 a month to make sure you're verified and stuff like that. But it's such a such a tiny fee compared to the hours and hours of work your team puts in to verifying these purchases and making sure that everyone has a secure place to buy sell and trade bots which is amazing and i definitely want to commend you on that and i definitely do think the whole community collectively can thank you for creating this whole marketplace for people to go ahead and buy bots really really easily through the whole growth of the community from start to where we are now but segueing into the <laughs> next question what were some of the disadvantages of creating Botmar? Obviously, with the advantages, there are some negative effects. So what were those? Um, I would say definitely beginning um, a lot of time. That was I would, that was truly like the biggest thing. It was, you know, I was going to law school. I was a new law student. Um, our first year of law school was really brutal. And, um, you know, I'm spending a lot of time sitting there uh, checking keys and uh, trying to learn how to check new keys and new bots. Additional to that, there was, I, I, I kind of touched on it before, but a lot of animosity. It was, it was, uh, I don't know what it was, but it just, you always have that, this whole community has always had that overarching fear of, you know, people scamming. It's like, it's, it was like we were raised on people scamming. And from the time we were three months old to the time we were a year old, it was always like someone had some thought in their mind that we were going to scam or use this information against them and things like that. Um, and that really, those two things really got to me. It, it's bothersome at times, you know. We we put a lot of time in um, on our own with really no gain on the back end, and uh, to have people kind of always looking at us odd is it was was very bothersome. And I'm glad we got past that point now. Yeah, I think that initial point for people to go ahead and trust you was obviously a challenge, and. In some respect, I can understand the consumer's point of view just because of these groups that do pop up and do steal information, unfortunately. It is one of those elements where you need to develop a trust. And I definitely do think Botmart being one of the biggest, if not the biggest and most dominant marketplace in the community, I definitely do think that trust has maintained. Uh, if you ever just mentioned buying a bot or selling a bot, one of the first marketplaces that comes to mind is literally Botmart. So I feel like it's created that conversation and people go ahead and trust the brand a lot, a lot more compared to the beginning. But moving on to the next question. Botmart being a marketplace on Discord, that's fine. Everyone goes ahead and buys and sells their bots. What was the motivating factors behind creating a website for people to do this? On the turn of the uh, the year, so around 2018 going into 2019, we kind of started to see this trend of um, a lot more websites being integrated and, uh, you know, key transfers and things like that. Um, WAP was one of the first bots I remember to have a key transfer and then cyber added bind and unbind. And we kind of started to see that. And as we just started to develop some credibility, we kind of started thinking, okay, well maybe these servers, these bots will give us access to their key bases so that we can swap them automatically and it would be 100% safe. And 
we had the idea. We, I, I mean, idiotically, we slept on it, and uh, some competitors came out, obviously, with these online marketplaces. So we were kind of in catch-up game uh, around May. So we, you know, we finished what we had kind of started, and um, we're working on really adding a lot more groups and bots to that website right now. Um, we're working on revamping it as well. Yeah, I think it's definitely a very good step in the right direction just because creating that huge marketplace where people can go ahead and buy and sell without going into Discord or maybe ease of access, definitely do think that will encourage more users to go ahead and side your brand with competitors. So I definitely do support the decisions you're making to go ahead and create this website. And I really do hope to see loads of big bots on the website very, very soon. But moving on to the next question and the next segment of today's interview. Beef is also known for being affiliated with Soul Food Alerts. What inspired the name Soul Food Alerts? <laughs> that name actually came from Botmart, uh, ironically enough. We uh, we had it down to three different names, and we you know we shot an at everyone in uh, in Botmart back in the day when there was a thousand people, and we said, "Hey guys, do you mind just voting on one of these names?" And Soul Food was the one that actually won. So that's where that name came from. Ah, I see. So the community that you've already built helped to create this one. So that's very nice to hear. Moving on to the next question: How did owning Soul Food Alerts as well as Botmart impact you in a good way? There's been a million positives. I really can't even, I hate to even touch on the negatives, quite honestly, because I just don't see that many negatives. Um, but it, it, it gets stressful. You've seen a lot of people um, from the community kind of flake out. And I hope you know, the people that have left have found some inner peace because it, it is at times a really tough community to deal with. And um, the negatives, it's just been, you know, some days are tough. You have a bad day. I mean, you own a, I mean, guys in own groups, I'm sure they feel how I feel. If we mess up on a release, that it, it like just drives me nuts for the, the whole day, the next day. So um, that's really the biggest negative, in my opinion. Well, with owning two successful brands within the community, definitely one thing that is dominant within anyone that owns brands is time management. How do you manage your time while juggling your personal life and maintaining two groups? I think that all comes down to personal time. You know, you have to set aside some time to uh, to really live your personal life. And um, coming from college where I was just with, you know, I was with friends constantly and um, moving to a new town where we don't have as many friends and stuff like that. I guess it was easier because I did have a lot of time freed up. But it's really just kind of you have to make time for your personal life. You have to make time for your professional life um, and kind of keep those two things separate and not merge them too much. Um, I generally wake up and I have a very good idea of how I'm going to set out my day and when I'm going to work on what and when I'm going to, you know, save some personal time. So I think that's the biggest thing that anyone in this profession really needs to work on. Uh, managing two groups. I jump back and forth. I've gotten very efficient at doing what I do. But back in the day, I mean, when I first started, it was a lot more difficult. So it's kind of just getting used to things. Yeah, well, one of the elements that was consistent with your answer is development of skills over time within business. And that is something that businessmen and women tend to do. They tend to develop all these skills. And it kind of segues really nicely into the next question. What were some of the things you learned from owning these two groups over the time? I think the biggest thing right off the bat um, is patience. Uh, things don't develop in this community overnight. You know, bots don't develop overnight and groups don't develop overnight and reputations don't develop overnight. Um, we watched Botmart grow at a, you know, 10 person a day clip maybe. Um, 
and it one day it turned into 50 people a day and one day it turned into 100 people a day and like i said i'm really extremely thankful to get there um but for these people that are just starting up and new um it's really patience it's it's going out there and not hitting your first release and not hitting your second release it's maybe hitting your fifth release and every time you don't hit taking something away from it and every time you have a success you know building upon that don't just you know, count your count your money and, and walk away. You got to keep building. It's all practice and patience. Um, other than that, the value of a reputation is huge. Um, it's gotten me, you know, very far. And I'm, like I said, I'm very thankful for that. But uh, reputations go overnight. You do something dumb, you know, you scam someone on an alternate account. It's hard to build that back up. So just be careful, be smart with what you do and be honorable, you know trustworthy well that is a very very positive thing to hear and i'm glad those skills have gone ahead and developed and you've gone ahead and applied them to those two groups and moving on to the final section but moving on to the final question for today's section what are some of the things you wish you did differently with those two groups regarding bot mart that i wish we really did differently was i wish we added more technology and refined the group quicker that's really the biggest thing i think going online was a huge step and i think that we um, have struggled a little bit in that uh, regard because of how long it took us to actually complete the website. When as we had the idea eight months before the website was actually done. Um, regarding soul food, probably PR earlier back in the day, we kind of, we were really confident in what we did and we didn't think that we needed a market and we're starting to market now and do better. But um, a lot of groups that were smaller or, you know, not as old as us have surpassed us in followers and stuff like that because PR wasn't really our number one uh, objective. And uh, it still isn't because we really care about our members. That's kind of where we go for. We work on our members. The last thing I want to do is go and tweet. Yeah, I feel like that is some mindset that cut groups and bots and services do apply to themselves. And I feel like it does come down to what you value more as an owner. Do you value the success of the members more or do you uh, value getting more members in and creating more revenue i guess it's one of those things where it's opinionated at the end of the day if you're justifying it with valid reasons then it's good to go ahead and continue what you're doing but moving on to the second to last section of today's episode moving on to proton aio if you guys don't know what happened with proton aio essentially to sum it up within the first couple of sentences before we talk about it essentially they were stepping down a couple of weeks ago and it was this huge like public outroar, not like a huge public lashback, but people were very interested about what was gonna happen. The user base was interested about what was gonna happen. I personally tweeted about it as well. I said that they did take a professional approach while stepping down. They were very honest about it. They did not uh, exit scam. They literally were very transparent. And I feel like most companies in this day and age in the real life would do that. So I feel like I have to commend the previous owners of Proton. However, beef, went ahead with his partner and bought out Proton. So he is a current owner. So we're going to go ahead and dissect his brain about what he's going to do with Proton, what the future is going to be, and maybe we'll have a few surprises in today's episode. So moving on to the first question, what did you know about Proton before the thought of buying the company came into your mind? Yeah, so Pseudo back in the day, um, I actually won a key for Pseudo. It was an Adidas splash bot back in the day. Um, eventually the owner Owen turned it into a Shopify bot and it worked a little bit on uh, Yeezy supply and larger stock sites. And then when, Anna, when bot wars came out, mm -hmm. it like, for some reason destroyed bot war sites. It was actually a very quick bot. And so I kind of knew about, it. I knew it destroyed bot war sites and, um, 
apparently it did work on antibot uh i've never used it i never owned it besides that old key that i never touched um so we didn't really know much about it we knew i saw the website you know i knew what the the gui looked like it's about it well it's good to get the backstory but moving on to the next question what was your opinion on proton and the situation they were in when they publicly came out and said they were shutting down i think a theme of any interview is that botting over the last two years has changed significantly uh, from the days where their sites had no protection to now where almost every site has at least some kind of protection if they don't have Akamai and Shopify anti-bot. So Owen, who started this company two years, two and a half years ago, it's understandable that he just didn't grow as a developer enough to counter these new measures. You have, you know, you have multi-million dollar companies putting up solutions to stop bots. So to understand that one guy isn't able to beat it, it makes sense. And how he did it, how he went about it was fair. He didn't restock copies right before he he decided to quit. He went out, you know, admirably. He posted about it and he even went and reached out and pursued you know new owners to help out his his user base so i don't think anyone should be angry at how he did it. i think he did it 100 fair and now the users who stuck with him are they're going to be rewarded i think well yeah it does touch on my original point i do think that he did take it in a professional manner and i do think a lot of people did think that i think there was a percentage of people that did kind of expect like oh why is about leaving but that is inevitability we're businesses some shut down some can't exactly go through these rough patches alone so they seek to continue the brand in different ways but it kind of segues into the next question how did you go about approaching the previous owners of proton at the time and purchasing the company so i actually reached out to someone in bot more staff chat about who the owner was and because i did read that message you know i saw it on twitter and i i formed my own opinions of it um very similar to what you were saying about how it, it, it was i think it was fair what he was saying um so i looked at it and we were already in the early stages of developing our own bot um for soul food uh we were working on some stuff for them uh, to give them some advantages. And I was like, you know what? Let's, you know, kind of sticking with the theme of Botmore, we're trying to keep people safe, kind of pe keep people's investments, you know, valuable for that matter. And so I DM'd Owen, I, I, I messaged him and said, hey, are you looking to sell the product uh, as it stands? You know, can you give me some more information about it? And he did reach out and he was like, yeah, I'm looking for this number. Um, I would like, you know, cash paid. And I said, well, I, you know, that's obviously that number's not going to work. And we did negotiate. And over the next course of a couple of days, we actually did end up purchasing it, purchasing it from him. Well, it was nice to hear that he was willing to sell the company and your interests in the company did succeed and you were able to buy the company from him. But moving on to the next question, what were some of the immediate things you put into place when you purchased Proton? So the first thing we did was bring in um, a developer. We ended up choosing our in-house guy. He works on Soul Food stuff. He works on Botmart stuff. He was already in the process. We already had um, a bypass bot made for uh, Soul Food. We already were working on some Supreme stuff for Soul Food. So we decided that we would bring him over and put him full time on Proton moving forward. From there, we had another guy, um, an up and coming developer. He's really an amazing guy um, from Soul Food. He was a member. Uh, we promoted him to staff. And he is working on some other really exciting stuff for Proton. So we do have two developers in place right now. We have another developer who um, is an older guy. He has. Um, 
I believe, a master's. Um, and he will be working on us once we get further along in our product. Well, that is very reassuring to hear. Personally, I'm very happy that that's happening. I think a lot of people are. And I wanted to essentially bring you on to give you this platform to essentially bypass that 140 character limit on Twitter and go ahead and just talk about it. Because I feel like if people just know your mindset and know where you're coming from, that will kind of create a bit more confidence and speaking of confidence the next question is literally is when a product decides to shut down the user base of said products does have its confidence shaken obviously if i was a consumer of a bot that was shutting down i wouldn't be confident in the bot but now that you've gone ahead and purchased proton what are some of the steps you're taking to go ahead and fix the confidence and the relationship between yourself and the consumers of proton Definitely, there has been some trust issues from the, the moment we stepped in, and that was just stemming from the previous relationship with um, with the past owners. And um, so the first thing we kind of did was we went in very transparent. You know, we're sending updates to the Discord, making sure people know what's going on, when it's going on. We made sure that every lifetime owner knew that they would be compensated for their previous purchase. Renewal people will have an opportunity to use the new bot you know v2 of proton it won't won't be named proton anymore but they'll be able to use that new product for um an allotted amount of time to make sure that they know what they're getting into and then they'll have the option to either renew or hold on to their renewal keys to not renew so we really tried to reach out be very transparent where we are in the development process our developers are working overtime eight hours a day grinding 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 we have a completely new GUI updates um, to our users. So we're really doing everything we can to make sure that they know exactly where we are in this process. And um, we're really excited. The product looks amazing. It really does. Well, I am personally very excited to see the release of Proton. I'm very excited to see the public's reaction. And personally, I just want to see that faith restored and the brand become something that is repeatable and people go ahead and invest their time, money, and essentially focus on. Moving on to the final question, what can users of Proton expect in the future? They're going to be in for some surprises. Right now, uh, we are grinding day and night to push out our initial beta we are hoping 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 to support yeezy supply for the um alien release that is our hopes and dreams we're not sure we're going to make it but we're doing everything we can if not we have our supreme script that is being worked on and also we have some already pre-written and getting rewritten raffle scripts that we will be in implementing into the bot as well so the users can expect, you know, our hardest work. It's going to be our masterpiece, we're hoping. Uh, you can expect multiple developers. And the Botmort reputation, the Botmort treatment towards our members, it's just going to be right towards our Proton members. Yeah, I was literally just going to mention that. I felt like if people do know and people listen to this interview, they know that how your work ethic is. And it is apparent you're not making this up. People can go ahead and research this that you've gone ahead and created these services and you've brought blood, sweat and tears into creating something that is very big and people know. And I feel like putting repeatable individuals with a track record into bots and owning bots is definitely the way forward. And I do feel like the users will eventually, once the product gets pushed out and beta gets pushed out, will fix that relationship between you two and go ahead and 
possibly compete to be one of the most competing bots in the community now moving on to the final section of today's video all you guys are waiting for this in the youtube premiere in celebration of episode 13 with beef we are dropping some discord invites how this is going to work is for soul foods and proton aio there will be two invites said out loud by beef so guys go ahead and get your discord open we're going to go ahead and say the letters after the discord extension so go ahead and pre-type that i will give you guys a couple of seconds to do that then we're going to go ahead and go over to beef and he will continue to say these invites All right, so this is the invite for Soul Food. The number nine, lowercase h, capital B, capital H, six, six, lowercase t. And then this is the invite for Proton. This will be uh, for one renewal key. It'll be a capital Y, <clears throat> lowercase x, capital Z, Lowercase w, capital E, capital N, lowercase f. Good luck, guys. So whilst you guys are doing that, we're going to go ahead and drop the rest of the invites. Follow the instructions on screen. Good luck, guys. Catch you guys in next week's episode.